Hello everyone, Justin Vakula here with another video in my Stoic Philosophy series titled The Dark Side of Desire. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and my website at justinvakula.com. Links are in the video description. My Stoic Philosophy video series explores the philosophical tradition of Stoicism with goals to inform, empower, and help others benefit from the practical wisdom of ancient Greek, Roman, and modern thinkers. I tackle many topics including handling adversity, finding meaning in life, working toward contentment, dealing with change, anger, and gratitude. Stoic writers such as Epictetus, Marcus Aurelius, and Seneca reflect upon desires, generally seeing a want for things like pleasure, fame, wealth, possessions, and a lavish lifestyle to have negative consequences. Desires are typically used interchangeably with vices, as I'll talk about later in the video. These wants, which may bring negative consequences, in contrast to healthy desires, such as helping others, contributing positively to society, and improving your personal character. One who desires may never be satisfied, always wanting more and more, often compromising their character in the process. Being distracted from virtues such as modesty, honesty, prudence, and moderation, and structuring their lives in a way that pleasure rather than virtue is a main good. What happens when our desires may come into conflict with virtue? Will we sell out? Will we abandon friends, romantic partners, family members, and others whom we trust? Will we become slavish to our desires? Will we maintain control or be pushed and pulled as those with substance abuse disorders may be, seemingly lacking in ability to stop and neglecting ourselves and more worthwhile goals in our lives? What if we desire something that is outside of our control and do not get what we want? How will we react? Will we be crushed by what seems to be failure and create anguish for ourselves? Will we fail to meet an unobtainable standard and blame ourselves? Stoic writers generally value moderation, balance in life, advocating for frugal living, modesty, and some leisure. While pursuing virtue, studying and applying philosophy to everyday life, working on self-improvement and making positive contributions to society, we can have room for pleasure, but in doing so, being mindful that certain pleasures can be vices and lead us astray. Question what we desire, whether it really has value, and remain focused on what matters for us in this life. Seneca writes in his letter on pleasure and joy. For we Stoics hold that pleasure is a vice. Very likely, it is a vice. We are accustomed to use the word when we wish to indicate a happy state of mind. We human beings are fettered and weakened by many vices. We have wallowed in them for a long time, and it is hard for us to be cleansed. We are not merely defiled, we are dyed by them. But to refrain from passing from one figure to another, I will raise this question, which I often consider in my own heart. Why is it that folly holds us with such an insistent grasp? It is primarily because we do not combat it strongly enough, because we do not struggle against salvation with all our might. Perhaps it is the case, as Seneca suggests, that we are creatures of habit and haven't questioned our behaviors which may bring about negative consequences. Maybe we see certain desires as good when they are really vices and indulge too much or in an unfitting manner. In difficult times, perhaps we also retreat to past harmful behaviors or unhealthy coping mechanisms which may offer some temporary relief or a quick fix but might not be a benefit in the long run. Some self-awareness and courage to be honest with ourselves, admitting fault where it is proper, is due when thinking about our vices. Seneca, for instance, views flattery as something empty and encourages us not to desire it. He writes, We should say to him who flatters us, You call me a man of sense, but I understand how many of the things I crave are useless and how many of the things I desire will do me harm. Real joy, on Seneca's view, can be found in contentment and strong character with fewer desires and fewer worries. This is different than a sense of joy and pleasure. He notes that pleasure can be temporary, fleeting, and can cause us stress. He writes, If you seek joy in the midst of cares, 
these objects for which you strive so eagerly, as if they would give you happiness and pleasure, are merely causes of grief. All men of this stamp, I maintain, are pressing on in pursuit of joy, but they do not know where they may obtain a joy that is both great and enduring. One person seeks it in feasting and self-indulgence, another in canvassing for honors and in being surrounded by a throng of clients, another in his mistress, another in idle display of culture and in literature that has no power to heal. All these men are led astray by delights which are deceptive and short-lived, like drunkenness, for example, which pays for a single hour of hilarious madness by a sickness of many days. Elsewhere, in Seneca's writings, in a letter titled On Being, he calls for a rest from work, even from pursuing philosophy, and indulging in entertainment, in leisure. He writes, At times we should slacken our minds and refresh them with some sort of entertainment, but let even your entertainment be work, and even from these various forms of entertainment you will select, if you have been watchful, something that may prove wholesome. That is my habit, Lucilius. I try to extract and render some useful element from every field of thought, no matter how far it may be removed from philosophy. We can find value in entertainment. Of course, if we find a worthwhile form of entertainment, take away some knowledge, learn about different perspectives, and reflect upon what we're engaging in. Too much work and no time for leisure can burn us out and make for a miserable life. What we are working for, anyway, if we have no free time. Perhaps, if we reduce our desires and live a more modest, frugal lifestyle, we wouldn't be working so many hours and can pursue a multitude of endeavors and find fulfillment. Reducing our desires and having focus on that which has value, not succumbing to vices and prioritizing those, can make for a more content life. Fewer desires, fewer worries, more tranquility is the common theme within Stoic writings. Hold healthy desires, of course, but question those which may not be. Seneca writes a letter titled On Quiet and Study, in which he talks about many distractions we may face in life, that it can be difficult to maintain focus and concentrate. Perhaps we can't have control over what happens external to us, but we can work on calming our emotions, reflecting on them, and being mindful of situations and desires that can cause disquiet within. Our desires can cause us great worry, great stress, interfere with our sleep, and not allow us to be calm, to be content, to be satisfied with life. But if we can reduce or eliminate our unhealthy desires, we can have a better quality of life. Seneca writes, I force my mind to concentrate and keep it from straying to things outside itself. All outdoors may be bedlam, provided there is no disturbance within, provided that fear is not wrangling with desire in my breast, provided that meanness and lavishness are not at odds, one harassing the other. For of what benefit is a quiet neighborhood if our emotions are in an uproar? No real rest can be found when reason has not done the lulling. Night brings our troubles to the light rather than banishes them. It merely changes the form of our worries. For even when we seek slumber, our sleepless moments are as harassing as the daytime. Real tranquility is the state reached by an unperverted mind when it is relaxed. I'll end here with a final letter from Seneca titled On Bei and Morals. Seneca writes, I refuse to submit to the yoke. Nay, rather, I shake off the yoke that is upon me, an act which demands even greater courage. The soul is not to be pampered. Surrendering to pleasure means also surrendering to pain, surrendering to toil, surrendering to poverty. Both ambition and anger will wish to have the same rights over me as pleasure, and I shall be torn asunder, or rather pulled to pieces, amid all these conflicting passions. I have set freedom before my eyes, and I am striving for that reward. On what is freedom, you ask? It means not being a slave to any circumstance, to any constraint, to any chance. I never could harangue enough against vice. Vice, Lucilius, is what I wish you to proceed against, without limit and without end, for it has neither limit nor end. 
Thanks for watching, and stay tuned for more content. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and my website at justinvacula.com. Links are in the video description. Please subscribe, share, comment, and like the video if you find my contribution worthwhile. Watch earlier videos on this channel in which I explore perspectives within Stoic philosophy that can help improve your quality of life. Consider donating if you support my work and would like to see more, for this takes time and effort to produce content. I seek to have more scripted videos like this one and to improve my video quality through using different approaches and learning how to better create YouTube content, although my time can be quite limited given other obligations. Have a great day.